What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. I am so happy that you are here with us today, and this episode is going to be a little bit different. Well, one, it's a solo episode, and solo episodes are always just a little bit different since I'm not interviewing a guest, but secondly, this episode is going to focus a little bit more on myself, a little bit more on the human side, mental health, and then I'll tie it into being a dog owner or a dog mom towards the end, but it is very mental health focused. So I recently was diagnosed with depression And this diagnosis kind of opened up my eyes to a lot of things. It gave me a lot of answers and clarity, and it's really helped me move through some difficult situations. And so this happened, uh, oh my gosh, I think like three or four weeks ago. And this episode, I actually recorded the day that I, like as soon as I left my therapist's office. So you'll you'll hear it in the in this in the episode. Um, it's pretty vulnerable, but I just was had this like eye-opening moment. I felt like really changed and I had like a lot of clarity and I I felt like I was acceptant of myself and felt really good about myself for the first time in a while because I just felt like I had had some answers. So you'll hear all of that in the podcast. I will probably jump in kind of towards the middle and like give my thoughts about how I'm feeling now. And then at the end, I'll like recap and tie it all back into why this is all important to me being a dog owner as well. So I really want to just say that I am super appreciative of you all that you allow me the space to to talk about myself and about my feelings and be able to talk to other dog owners about their emotions and mental health and emotional intelligence and I've I've just really want to say thank you to everyone that has listened or has shared and anyone that has resonated with the podcast and reached out and messaged or left a review this episode I just feel like really is like a big one for me um and that I'm getting a little bit more vulnerable with myself and if you've been following along on my Instagram some of my posts here recently have been I feel like a little bit more vulnerable and take me like taking a deeper dive into my life and how I've seen parts of myself like while training Layla and reflecting on my experiences with Layla, which is kind of what I've done for, you know, the past year or so on Instagram. But I just feel like it's more, it's been a little bit more, um, what's the word? Like, I just feel like I've learned a lot about myself in the past 
in like three weeks a month, um, partly because of this diagnosis, but then just largely from the support that I've gotten from people before and after the diagnosis. But I just feel like once I got this diagnosis, I was able to open up to people a little bit more and, you know, be accepting of myself and be able to be like, okay, I I am this way. Like I'm going to ask for help. I feel like I let down some walls that I had built up for a little bit. And I'm just really thankful for all of the support that I've gotten from the people close to me um, in proximity, but then also the people that are close to me virtually. So just thank you all again. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. And I hope that if you are also struggling with mental health, that you know that you're not alone. And I hope this episode maybe gives you a bit of a push to go to therapy or reach out to that friend or you know, talk to your parents or talk to somebody that might not really understand what it's like to have mental health and, you know, maybe try to get a little bit more vulnerable with them so that they can support you in the way that you need. So I hope this episode is super well for you guys. I hope it resonates. I'm really excited to share it. And yeah, thank you so much again. get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you a bit about what is to come to dog mom mentality in 2022. So I've told you a little bit about the journal that I'm developing and have done market research for, and that is coming later this year. But before that, like in the next couple of weeks, there will be a t-shirt drop with five different designs that you can find on my website, dogmommentality.com. The five different designs pertain to all things mental health, dog mom, training your dog, playing with your dog, setting boundaries, all the good stuff. I've already shared the designs on the shirts on my Instagram stories, but the week before the launch and then the week of the pre-sale launch, I will be sharing all sorts of behind the scenes, the story behind each of the shirts sayings, how we are making them, and doing some fun FAQs. So be on the look for that. I'm really excited and I hope you are too. Just a reminder that today's episode was actually recorded about a month ago right after I had just left my therapist appointment. So today I found out that my therapist has actually diagnosed me with depression for quite some time now. Like I I have been diagnosed with depression for months now. Months. <laughs> months and months and months. And I have been wondering for for literally so long like am I depressed? Are these feelings of numbness normal? And like how do I help myself? And I I had no idea. And I feel like I, I've struggled with mental health. I've been open about that. And, you know, I've been really aware of the stigma around it, which is why I'm such an advocate for it. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that I can't struggle myself because I have been. I, I have really, really been. And I feel like for so long... 
I have known the, the playbook of what to do to not be stressed, not be depressed, not have anxiety. And it's like, I might have known all those things that I should be doing, but I still can't help that I was having those feelings. And one of the, one of the things that happened to me as a child is that I saw a person very close in my life be very shut down and just go into a depression or, you know, they had depression and they were reaching out to others about their feelings and they were very shut down. And because of them having mental health issues and not really receiving the proper support from people, they were super misunderstood and ultimately abandoned and not like abandoned to the point that they were homeless or, you know, lost a ton of money or anything like that, but they lost a lot of connections in their life because of their mental illness and people not being understanding and compassionate about it. So growing up in my head, I associated having a mental illness, specifically depression, with abandonment. Basically for probably like from 13 or 14 until, man, up until, up until like, my sophomore year of college, really, I, I said, I don't want to be like this person. I don't want to have depression. I don't want to, like, I just don't want to be like that because of the fear of me going through what I saw them go through. And it wasn't so much the fear of the feelings. It was the fear of seeing how people treated them. And that, that is what made me so just have my head in psychology books all the time reading about like what percentage I was like what how, how likely was I to also have depression how likely was I to also have anxiety what can I do to prevent that like what are the best mental health self-care practices that I can go ahead and do to prevent myself and you know, I could do all those things. Like, I am a super big wellness person. Su- super into that kind of stuff. One, I enjoy it. Two, like, I do know that it's good for me. But at the end of the day, some of these negative thought patterns, some of these traits that I have, and, like, some of the way that, some, some of the, the ways that I think about things, you know, maybe I have shut down myself because I didn't want to accept the fact that I actually do have depression and because I wasn't accepting of that piece of myself I totally lost myself um and especially over over the past few months it's it's been quite a day but I will say I feel like I have found some answers and I feel like I have found some freedom and it's been actually very very freeing to have somebody acknowledge that I do indeed have depression because I felt like it was the reality check that I needed to finally accept every single piece of my life and just to give a little bit of of a backstory. 
not so much in my childhood, but more so here recently in the past couple of months is I feel like, well, there has been some changes, some personal changes, some routine changes, some personal changes, like, and then over the past two years, we've had COVID. Like I graduated college in 2020 and was, I graduated like while I was still in quarantine. Um, and so I felt like a lot of those experiences were kind of robbed from me. And, you know, everyone went through a horrible, horrible time with COVID and, and 2020 and 2021 especially. But I definitely think that it did have some effect on my mental health and where I am at today with that. And I'm not saying that I haven't had a absolutely great support system because I have, but it wasn't the, they could support me and they could validate my feelings, the, the ones that I had and the ones that I expressed. However, it's like me being told that I have depression and depression also being the thing that I've fought against for so, 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 so long was, like, just so eye-opening to me. And like I said, I feel like I'm finally have, like, her telling me this, my therapist telling me this, that she she had diagnosed me with this and has had this in my charts for months and I just didn't know. It was, like, I figured out that, like, I have been diagnosed with this for months now and nothing, none of my fears have happened yet. I haven't been abandoned I haven't lost my job. I haven't been glued to the bed, like in terms of just so unmotivated that I, you know, would only sleep 24-7. Like, I still have a social life. Like, I still have family and friends that love me. And so all of these fears that I associated with depression and with mental health like, I, I had had that diagnosis and none of those fears were happening to me. Like, none of those things had happened. So, it was like, oh, shit. Like, like the thing that I feared the most, I haven't had that happen. I've only had support. And so, I think for me, that was like the, the piece that I needed to really get over that fear of what this mental illness could come with. And I'm not saying that, I, like, I, I guess I should say I'm very privileged in the fact that I do have a very great support system, regardless of what mental illness I am diagnosed with. But growing up and, and, and even now at 24, seeing individuals be so shut down. And, like, by other people and invalidated by other people and didn't get, like, the support that, that they needed from other people really, really hurt me. And it scared the absolute shit out of me. To the point that, like, I am a mental health advocate. Like, I love talking about it. I love supporting others. But, like, it still scared me to the point that, like, if I had depression... I would lose things. I would lose my partner. I would lose my friends. I would lose my job. 
I would lose support. I would lose, you know, I would just lose myself. But in in me stressing myself out so much to not have depression, I ended up completely losing myself. Um, over the past few months, I have felt entirely numb. I am very self-aware and my therapist and I have, have talked about that a lot and it's a strength and a weakness, but I have been so self-aware that I could see something bad or good happening and subjectively be able to say like that thing is good, that thing is bad and then react appropriately. But it was more so that I was reacting based off of like a playbook or a rule book of how I should act and it just not coming like from a genuine point of view. It wasn't like it wasn't really coming from my heart, my my reaction, if that makes sense. It was more so just like a learned response instead of like a genuine, true response out of me. Because at that time, and for the past couple of months, I felt severely numb. And, you know, I would feel glimpses of, of happiness and, and sadness, but like it really wasn't it wasn't like how I feel like it should be. And when you numb out one feeling, you numb them all. It's not like you can be picky and choosy. And so I started to have all these changes around me and I was very resentful for some of them. I was very angry at some of them, but they were things that I could not change. They were things that I could not physically change. They had happened. They are happening. Like this is it. And I did not want to feel pain. I did not want to feel sadness. I did not want to feel anything or anything that was negative. So I numbed it out. And in turn, I also numbed out good feelings as well. And so obviously my therapist has been able to see that. And I would go in and say symptoms, you know, how I'm feeling, like what I'm doing, symptoms. Um, I would try to fill the void with tons of self-care stuff and nothing ever really made me feel any better, which is why I feel like I've jumped from thing to thing to thing. And... Like, I I never truly settled on one that I was like, oh, I love this. Like, it's great. Um, You know, there are some things. Like, I still, I really do love to meditate. But other things I felt like I would do for, like, a quick fix. And then it wouldn't really, like, do anything or help me in any way. So then that's when I started to, to realize. I was like, am I depressed? Like, I don't know. And, you know, you ask your friend that. And... They're not a licensed therapist or anything. So how would they be able to tell? Like, you know. And so, and then it's like once, if, if you're not accepting of it, how can you truly help yourself? Because what I was doing this whole time is I wasn't wanting to accept the pain or the sadness or the anger that came with some of these changes that were going on in my life. And so since I was not able to accept the feeling and feel that feeling, I wasn't able to make a change out of it. I was very resistant to change. And I think that was because I was very resistant to feeling the feelings. And so 
the same goes with like helping yourself. If you don't accept that you have depression or you have anxiety, if you don't accept that, how are you able to make the change? It's like, why would you make, why would you make a change to something that's not broken? And like in my head, that's what I kept telling myself. I am not broken. I am not like nothing's wrong with me. And I'm not trying to say like, (laughs) this is a metaphor. I shouldn't be saying that, um, having a mental illness means that you're broken because it, that's not what I mean. But, um, I'm trying to make, make a metaphor (laughs) and I guess I'm bad at it, but you know, if like, why, why make the change if nothing's wrong? And I wasn't accepting the fact that something, you know, could be wrong that needed to be changed. And so therefore I was not doing a whole lot to help the core issue. And so I got this diagnosis today and I just was like, are you serious? (laughs) Like it was just so... Like, I started crying. I was like, I feel like this is the missing piece of the puzzle. I feel like this is what I've been so scared of. And like I said, I've been so scared of it. And you've diagnosed it with me for months now. Like, I just didn't know. And like, I haven't had any of these, like, the things that I feared the most. None of them have happened to me. If anything, people are constantly trying to support me. And so it was like just so freaking eye-opening and freeing to me. Like I said, I feel like I am finally accepting a piece of my life that I've been so resistant to and so like just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be that way. But I am and here I am accepting it and therefore hopefully able to move on and help myself in the way that I need to be helped. You know, I didn't want the anxiety. Um, I didn't want the depression because people will abandon me. So this whole time, I, I've i known that I could have had depression. I could have had anxiety. And I've actually have been diagnosed with anxiety disorder. But that mainly comes from trying to hold myself from a very, very high expectation a lot of the time. And Even though nobody's really telling me to be a certain way, I just hold myself to a very high expectation like always. And it's something that I have been able to work on and overcome over the past few years. But having that pressure put on myself caused so much anxiety. And if things didn't go as expected, like I would just freak out, panic attacks. And I've learned over time to be more so of an observer instead of an expector. And I feel like for some time, I got really good at that. (laughs) You know, it was like, I, instead of, like I started off, I don't want depression and anxiety. I kind of came that I came out that I was, you know, having these anxiety attacks, having these panic attacks. And like, they were really hurting me during college um, and really affecting me during college. And so I, you know, I accepted that I had anxiety and... I learned how to overcome that and became more of an observer than an expector. And then sometime between college and now, I have grown 
into being a really good observer (laughs) so much that I feel like over the course of just growing up and, and changes and all the different things happening to my life, I have went from observing things and being able to acknowledge them and feel them whenever and then be okay with it to being able to subjectively say if something is good or bad but not really feeling anything. Like I'm not really able to... I can outwardly express it like like how I was kind of saying earlier but I'm... I am not genuinely feeling that from my heart and letting it come out. My therapist said that she initially diagnosed me with something first. I forget exactly what she said, but then about two sessions later, she was actually like, no, I actually think you have depression. And kind of the way that this started off was, like, I didn't even know if she could diagnose me because I get really confused on, like, what psychiatrist and psychologist can do like I know there's a a few differences between them and like I really just genuinely did not know if she could diagnose me or not and so I kind of have this question of like you know I've been wondering like am I depressed like I just don't know like and since I've never had this answer like I feel like I haven't been able to really help myself and like be able to like ask people for help because it's just like you know, I, it's, it's something, it's kind of odd to explain to somebody that doesn't also have like depression or anxiety. And so, you know, I was like, can you even diagnose me? And she was like, yeah, I like, you have been diagnosed for months now. And I was like, what, like, what, what is it? Like, what do I have? And she, you know, she said, I think major depression, one or something like that, whatever like the clinical diagnosis is for just depression. And I was like, are you serious? And like in that moment, it was like everything clicked. All of my fears around this diagnosis and this mental health condition completely just flew away. It was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders and I legitimately started to cry and thank her. I know that people are there to validate me. Well, let me let me take that back. There are some people in my life that have validated me. They will say, you know, it's they're supportive. They're there to help me feel these feelings and, you know, get back to feeling those feelings and and get to where I need to be and support me. But then there have also been people that when you say you feel or don't feel, they are still very much in the mental health stigma and throw some toxic positivity shit at you. And that is very invalidating. And so, you know, I've had a bit of both and I feel like just finally having the acknowledgement of like, yes, you do have depression. It was just so, so freeing to me. I will, it was honestly like one of the happier moments that I have felt in a long time. And you might be like, why 
why would, like, that doesn't make sense. Why would you be happy that you got diagnosed with depression? And it was almost like I was happy to, one, I felt like I got over fears as soon as I found out. And two, I just felt very, very acknowledged. And you might be like, well, she's your therapist. <laughs> she should acknowledge you. And I was like, yes, that's that's totally true. But it's, for some reason, just having that diagnosis was life-changing to me. And it was like, I wanted to scream it to the world as soon as I got out of, of my session and be like, I have depression and I am not fearful of it. And that to me was like exactly what I needed. And if you are wondering, like, why did my therapist never tell me? She said that sometimes people take, like, get a diagnosis and lean into it way hard. Like, they, or they lean into it very hard and really make that more of like a, like a personality trait or an excuse for how they are acting for other people. And, but to me, it was like more empowering than anything. Like I just felt acknowledged and like I had answers and, you know, this whole time, like while I have been seeing her for, I think since like September maybe. So it's been six months almost, you know, she said, I thought you knew because you were telling me all these symptoms and that you were having and you are very self-aware And I was like, yeah, like I can look it up in a book and be able to say like I have these symptoms, but nobody ever looked at me and truly said like you are diagnosed with depression. And, you know, she, she apologized. I love my therapist. She was like, you know, I'm sorry. I thought you knew. And I was like, no, no, like I did not know. And I, I just was like, I've been wanting so badly for somebody to acknowledge and tell me that I am depressed. Like you do have depression And because I just felt so, so validated and I just felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I feel like I have been battling this battle, battling this fight, fighting this fight internally for so long. And, you know, at first it was like I I was fighting so hard to to not be it, not be depressed, not have anxiety. And then I came to the point that I was accepting that people could, you know, have mental illness, that it's very real, very scary, and, like, we need to support them, and then I, but, like, I wasn't accepting of it for myself. I was, I was not to the point that I wanted to accept that I could have a mental health issue, and I think that kind of goes back to the expectation that I hold myself at, the, the pressure I put on myself to be perfect and fit the mold in literally every scenario of my life. And so all of this, all of this came to a forefront. And in the past several months, you know, probably three to six months, um, I would say six months, like maybe even more, honestly, that it's, it hasn't been more of like a battle of trying to resist that I might have that, but more of just like confusion and lost. Like, very lost in who I am and very confused about what all of these these feelings or these lack, this lack of feelings could be. And 
just having this diagnosis like finally gave me the the missing piece of the puzzle that I was able to accept and just I can't get over this feeling of acceptance that I now have for myself. So now I'm at this point where I feel like I've gotten off all these feelings and all this like almost excitement over having this diagnosis and just like how I said I feel feel very free and accepting of myself and I feel like now it's time for me to kind of draw this all back together to being a dog owner and being a dog mom and really what it comes down to is that and I I have a post that talks about this a little bit written up and I feel like for the past several months to a year um, I have been trying to fit a mold for every single piece of my life. I've been trying to fit the mold of a perfect dog mom, the mold of a perfect creator, um, the mold of a, of a perfect engineer when, when I work, the mold of a perfect friend, the mold of a perfect fiance, daughter, etc. And I finally was like, all of these things are contradicting one another. I would take the time to do one and then I would, you know, I wouldn't have time to do another. And then I would feel guilty for not doing another. And I would put pressure on myself. And then I would try to make up for that one the next day. And then I would feel guilty again about not getting to something else. And then I was just trying to fit the mold of all these different things. And, and what it came down to was that I was putting so much pressure on myself. And there were multiple times that I did break. There were multiple, multiple times that I did break. And you know, there were changes going on in my life that was severely affecting me trying to fit this perfect mold. And it led to a lot of sadness and pain. And I guess one day I decided, you know, my body decided, um, I decided in my head, like I will take responsibility for doing this. But like at some point I numbed out all the feelings And it led me to not fully being able to enjoy all these different things of my life. It led me to, I feel like, doing some things with Layla that, not not that I, like, wouldn't do anyways, but more so that I was, like, putting pressure on us to be a certain way. And, you know, like, I felt like I needed her and needed us to appear a certain way and I needed her to fit a mold just as much as I needed myself to fit a mold and that's toxic. It is very, very toxic. Um, It puts you under a lot of pressure and what ends up happening or what ended up happening to me is that I ended up numbing out all these feelings and then I felt so exhausted 24-7 because I was trying to do so many things and overall I I ultimately lost myself. I felt very lost and I I could tell you the traits that I I have as a person when I feel good. Like I I mean I'm very funny like not to toot my own horn (laughs) but like I'm goofy and I'm funny and like I'm excitable and I'm joyful and like 
I, I dream. I'm a dreamer. And like none of those things were, were really popping up in my life. Like I'm hardworking, I'm motivated and I'm smart. And like just none of these things were really popping up. And I just constantly felt exhausted and unmotivated. And with Layla, that kind of led us to a place of just complacency and stagnation. And I was like that in myself just with all areas of my life. But then as a dog mom, you know, it kind of like led to a little bit of a relationship shift with us because I was unmotivated to put in the effort sometimes. And and then when I was, you know, able to put in the effort, I was more irritated and agitated and just very irritable. And then you know, lost in, in thoughts and kind of dazed. And so then I wasn't able to advocate for her to the best of my abilities. And to me, it was like the worst part was that I just wasn't able to enjoy our time together. And if I'm not enjoying our time together and I'm not really putting in that great of an effort, like, how can I expect her to give me the engagement that I was hoping for and expected? How could I expect her to to listen to me, to like pick me as the more valuable thing in a very distracting environment? How could I expect her to feel safe whenever we are going past a, past a skateboarder, or past a, um, a busy street or from an off-leash dog, like, how could I expect her to, to feel safe with me when I was dazed and confused and, like, kind of lost, um, and just, you know, kind of in outer space in my head sometimes, you know, I wasn't present with her, and so I feel like what, what hurts me a little bit the most about what this has led to with me being as a dog mom is that, I wasn't able to fully enjoy her and she probably wasn't able to fully enjoy me. And another thing that I feel like kind of goes with the the enjoyment is that everything felt a little forced. Some things felt very forced, but every everything felt some some form of forced. And so like nothing was a Caroline decision. It was more so like a what is the gold standard for this and that is what my decision will be and so you know it really like led me to this place of confusion even about you know what do I want my like what what do I want our life to look like um and so from this day forward I I'm going to try to make everything a Caroline decision and it sounds so odd to me even saying this, but like, I just, I can't get over how free I feel and how clear, like how much clarity I have. And so I do feel like I'm going to be able to make decisions based off of what Caroline thinks and not what the like gold star standard is. Um, even though that's the pressure and expectation that I've held myself to for, for so, so long and probably... I mean, definitely part of the reason that I've gotten to the place that I am. And so I am excited and happy to 
go on walks with her and be present again. And especially since it's the springtime and the sun's out, like I just cannot wait for that freaking sun to hit my face and just bask in it. And I'm excited to to play with her and just follow her and, and engage with her and enjoy her. I am just so excited to enjoy our time together. And I feel like it's going to really, really propel us forward. Um, I'm, and I'm overall just looking to feel, I'm very excited and looking forward to feel more myself. I'm going to end with this affirmation that I kind of came up with myself after listening to this podcast last night. So this was even before I like officially got my diagnosis of depression, but um, it was, I still think it's, it's stands true and something that I want to say to myself constantly to one, hold myself accountable, but two, remember that I am strong enough and brave enough to face the obstacles and changes that come in life that were, that are inevitable. And so this is the the affirmation that I have came up with myself or came up for myself um, and that I feel is, I feel very deeply in myself now. So it says, I am accepting the challenges I am given today because I know they will help me overcome my suffering. And I was listening to this podcast and, and they were talking about radical acceptance and I really liked it. Um, I felt like I... I, in that, I remember listening to it and I was like, oh, I think I'm like really good at radical acceptance because I'm able to like manage my emotions. And then I was like, mm, am I like actually able to manage my emotions or am I just like numbing everything out? And then, you know, I, I went to the therapist this morning and, and she told me about this eye-opening diagnosis, like this thing I've been fearing for so long. And then I realized none of the fears I had associated with it had happened to me. And then I still feel like this mantra or affirmation is just still, like, I will hold it very, very deeply. Um, and it means a lot to me because I think it still takes some work to accept the challenges and accept the change and move forward from it. And so I am just, I am ready to accept the challenges that I am given because I know they will help me overcome the suffering that I am having or suffering that I might have. So that is is my new affirmation out of all of this. I know this episode was a little bit more on the mental health side and not so much on the dog side, but I feel like it's very important to, to share this um, and I wanted to share this. And so... If you or somebody that you know um, might be struggling with a mental health condition or a mental illness, um, such as anxiety, depression, bipolar, um, you know, any and all of the above, there are so many resources that are available, but every person is, is unique and every person is different, and your knowledge 
um, could be different from, from somebody else's. And so I feel like each resource that I would recommend to someone would be a little different. So if this episode connected with you and you would like to talk about your mental, mental health or somebody else's mental health that you want advice on or like maybe my take on it um, of how I would want to be helped or how I would help somebody, please feel free to reach out to me via email or direct message. I am nowhere near a licensed therapist, but I do know what it feels like to feel supported and to not feel supported. And so, and I'm here to support you and to help you, um, regardless of if it's about dogs or just mental health in general. So feel free to message me. I hope this podcast connected with you. Um, I would, I would really appreciate it if you shared this with somebody that you think might also be going through some of these hard feelings And I think, I think that is it. I think that is it for now. If you made it this far into this episode, I appreciate you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I hope this gives you or somebody that you send this to the courage to also stand up and face the challenges that may be thrown at them so that they can overcome suffering and be less resistant to change so that they can become a better version of themselves. So that was it. That was the vulnerable podcast episode that I recorded about three to four weeks ago, right after I just came out of my therapist office and she had told me that I had officially had depression. Um, Layla is sitting back here behind me chewing on this god awful chew. So I'm sure you probably hear her because she's being so loud right now. But that was it. I am just so, so thankful that you listened to it. And I'm really excited to, you know, be able to come to this on my own and accept it and be able to start on a path of healing and recovery because I believe the first thing that you have to do is accept it to be able to see it and make change. I'm really hoping that by sharing this piece of my story and piece of my experience that It'll have a profound effect on somebody else that is listening, just like how me hearing other friends and family and podcasters and creators and speakers talking about their experience with mental health, um, have it's really helped me. And if you're wondering why I decide to talk about the hard things and talk about mental health and emotions and all of that good stuff, well, one, it really interests me, but... To the way that I see it is that somebody has to have the motivation to do it because talking about those hard things will give someone else the hope in their journey that they need. And it's not pretty to go through. Um, It's not pretty to go through struggles and, and be open about it, especially while you're still processing it and going through some of it. Um, and especially when it involves other people. But what is so amazing is that now people can be on the other side and talk about it. And somebody else that is going through the, the really nasty part or the shitty part that needs that, they'll, they'll see it and be able to continue pushing forward and, and give themselves some hope and motivation and see, see the other side. So... 
that is it for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, I would so appreciate it if you would share it or send it to a friend that might also be going through some of this and just make sure to take care of yourself. And that's, that's my biggest ask. Take care of yourself so you can take care of your dog. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today.